Welcome to Radio Pulse, the sound of NUS. You're tuned in to the Music Escape with Vivi, Fang Ming, Wonhui, and Hannah. And today we have a very special guest with us, and he's from right here in NUS actually. It's singer songwriter Sid. <laughs> Hi, Sid. Hi Thanks for coming to the show. Thanks for having me. It's such a pleasure to have you with us. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hi Sid. So thanks so much for accepting my invitation to be part of this interview. So a little backstory, actually, uh, Sid is my friend. So we met during Engine Camp this year, and because we were kind of like in charge of the same OG, so we started talking a little bit more, and that was when I realized he's actually a really talented singer and songwriter. So he actually let me in on a few of his songs before he released his EP. But and uh, he asked me for some feedback. But the fact is that um, I'm not really inclined musically <laughs> on the technicalities of music and production. I like Vivi, so sadly <laughs> I didn't really have anything to say other than oh, it's really good. <laughs> so before we get into um his EP as well as actually his latest song that he just released on Spotify just a few days back, why not sit? You give us an introduction about yourself. All right. Uh, thank you, Fangming. Uh, pleasure to be here. Uh, my name is Sid, uh, and uh, studying here in NUS uh, in my second year, studying electrical engineering. And in my free time, I make music. Uh, in the summer, you know, I'm staying here in Newtown, uh, and I thought I had a lot of time to myself, so uh, I just thought, you know, why not? Let's make some music. I used to make some music when I was a little younger in school, uh, but I haven't done so in a while. And I hadn't had three months to myself for, for, for a long while. So I thought, you know, maybe I should pick it up again and see if I have any new ideas. I wasn't going to release on Spotify or anything. I thought, I thought I'll maximum I'll put it on SoundCloud. Um, and it was just going to be me uh, two or three songs at most because I was interning as well. So I was a little busy. Um, but then, you know, I talked to some of my friends and uh, they were interested and uh, we worked together and, you know, two songs became four, four became eight. I think by the end of the summer, we had 13, 14 tracks. And then we picked um, around, I think we picked seven. And, and you know, then, then I thought, you know, I, it was uh, slightly bigger than I thought it would be. So then I did some research on how I could, you know, put it out on more platforms. And uh, yeah, and uh, beginning of this year, uh, released Finite. And on the 10th of October, I released the latest single, Blank Aside. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, <laughs> that's super cool. That you are, this is your first, I mean, the EP was your first time releasing on Spotify, right? If I'm not wrong. That's correct. Yeah. Wow. Okay, wow. that must have been a really big milestone for you. So I just wanted to ask, like, so you mentioned, like, oh, you have been producing songs last time when you were slightly younger, I think. So, um, actually, I wanted to check, like, how do you discover your passion for like singing or songwriting? Was it something that you've always wanted to do since you were young, or how do you discover this passion of yours? That's actually a great question. Um, it it was uh progressive. It didn't. I didn't end up doing all of it one fine day. Uh, <laughs> I started singing when I was very young uh, because my mom wanted me to sing. <laughs> oh, so she would okay. drag me to uh, music lessons when I, I really don't even remember when I started. I was really quite small. All I remember was that I was quite scared of my teacher, <laughs> my music teacher, and I didn't really want to go. But my, mom, but my mom used to drag me there. And I'm quite thankful today. Uh, I think I, I, I would cry when I was younger, but I'm quite thankful today. Um, and uh, so that was when I was uh, really quite small. And I think I was uh, around 12 or 13 years old when I picked up the guitar. So that's my, you know, instrument of choice. <laughs> uh, 
that, that was more out of interest. I think a, a lot of my seniors in school at that point in time, uh, you know, they played a lot of guitar and that was kind of cool. I wanted to pick it up. And a few years down the line, I started getting more into music as performing a bit. And if I'm not wrong, uh, my memory doesn't fail me. I think I saw an interview of Martin Garrix. Oh. Uh, and he was, you know, he's quite young and I felt I could relate to him. And uh, he was talking about music production. And, you know, immediately I was like, pause video, control T on Chrome, searched <laughs> up the software, downloaded a demo version and, you know, tried playing with it. And that's really how it started. So it was some background in singing and performing and guitar. And then eventually I started producing. So, yeah, that's how it started. And then I, I've just been experimenting experimenting since and I still am yeah wow that's so that's so impressive honestly how you got inspired during like with that Martin Garrix video right so cool and <laughs> I'm guessing uh, Martin Garrix is definitely one of your inspirations right um well I think as far as my music goes I don't think it's very uh evident that there's a lot of Martin Garrix influence because at, le- at least with Finite and the new song there's not a lot of EDM yeah. I did start off making a little idiom, but none of that's ever been released. Oh. <laughs> and it should never be released. <laughs> but um, uh, my other influence, I mean, I, I listen to a, a lot of different kind of music. I, I, I try my best to try and appreciate uh, all, all the music that I come across, um, especially because that's how I've, I've grown up. I've lived in many different cities when I was younger, and I understand four different languages. Um, so I can listen to music and all of them. And recently through some of my friends here, uh, you know, I, I started listening to some K-pop and Mando pop as well, uh, just because it's, it's great exposure and it gives me new ideas. So mm-hmm. that, that's as far as language and culture goes, but as far as genre goes, you know, um, I think my music is more like pop, acoustic, some elements of R&B and hip hop. Uh, I listen to all of the above, but other than this, you know, I, I uh, listen to some metal as well, um, a little bit of rock, uh, melodic rap, EDM, uh, and there's so many different subcategories of EDM. Uh, I started off with a lot of Tropical House, actually. Ooh. And yeah, and a lot of remixes. I thought remixes are really cool, especially, you know, taking some acoustic song and then making a EDM remix. I thought that was very cool when I was a little younger. And, yeah. Uh, so yeah, even when I produce, I try not to stick to one genre. I mm. I try to switch it up, and even sometimes even within one song, I shift uh, genre. Sometimes like it starts off acoustic, but ends up uh, yeah. experimental or R and B, something like that. Yeah, because but frankly, uh, let you in on a little secret. It's because midway through production, I just get bored of the first half of the song, <laughs> so, <laughs> so then I switch it up afterwards. Yeah, that's the that's the <laughs> most honest answer. Afterwards, I'm like, yeah, I planned the whole thing, but, <laughs> but, but that's the truth. It's so cool how like one artist inspired you and it led to your own discovery of your own style of music too. So that's really cool. Yeah, I think like um, you 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 seem rather open to towards like what genres you're doing. Do you have like a you know a standard way like okay today I'm gonna do like pop music and then you go in and do the music or you're just gonna like, oh, suddenly maybe you're walking and then you have inspiration and then you start writing. So how's like your writing process? Actually, sometimes it's both of the, like both of those um, methods occur. Sometimes some other kinds of methods, but like some of the demos on my phone uh, are really just me mumbling, maybe midway through a meal in the dining hall. (laughs) And it's probably even labeled as like, dining hall random tune or something like that <laughs> so I, I remember it, I yes. so I remember where where and when and what I was thinking um but yeah as far as the process goes um so it really depends if I had some random idea I would record it on my phone and then a few days later maybe I revisit it uh because I, I remember oh I had this idea the other day and I revisited uh that's one way to go but it's some days I'm like especially in the vacation when I had like a decent amount of time to myself, I would sit down, I'd be like, okay, let's make something today. And then I think to myself, like, oh, what, what, 
kind of song do I want to make? And I think a lot of that it depends on what kind of songs I've been listening to. Mm, that's recently. true. That's true. So if it's like a lot of rap, then it's likely that I probably end up making some some um, rap or maybe like something a little more drum heavy. Um, uh, yeah, but I think I go for a certain feel. So I think that's uh, most important to me. So the way mm. I sing as well. Uh, yeah, I know I tend to belt uh, mostly, uh, and I think that stems from me uh, when I used to perform live last time. And belting is 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 a way I prefer to sing mm. in the performance. But when I'm producing a song, if the song is slightly on the softer side, and I and the feeling that I want to convey is a little more mellow and melodic, then I I'll, I'll try to uh, sing in a way that conveys that uh, emotion better. So I really don't mm-hmm. stick to a certain format. I'd say there, there, there is no set template. I will really just uh, change. I'll change anything in the song, the way I sing, the instruments used, the scale, the tempo, anything uh, to satisfy the idea that I have. I like to make sure that the emotion that I want to convey oh, is that's nice. Yeah. that's nice. I'm just curious, like, do you use like garage band to do the music or like you use your guitar to, to find the tunes and everything? Uh, I use a software called FL Studio. Yeah. Ah, okay. Oh! I said nice, it sounds nice, so nice. little oh, elementary. Man. Sorry for the crash. I'm <laughs> 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 like really revealing myself. Alright. Okay, we're not all well-versed in musical production. <laughs> no, it's okay. It really is um, a niche. <laughs> but um, it, it really is not very different from GarageBand. Uh, it maybe just has a few more buttons and knobs, mm, but agree, that's about it. Uh, and frankly, I don't know the half of it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, that's so cool. Yes, a lot of my songs are born on the guitar, I'd say, um, j- just because it's the instrument that I, I am most comfortable with. Um, so, yeah, many, many of them are born on the guitar some of them especially some of the upcoming projects uh i put in some chords on into some synths uh on fl studio and then that is not exactly um that that wouldn't really naturally stem from an acoustic instrument i'd say but i look forward to making like an acoustic version of those songs as well because that's really fun that's how i really started off i would take like you know some song like trap queen or some some uh, trap music or something and then I would make an acoustic version of it and I, I like playing that to my friends because they really don't see that coming and then they listen to the lyrics and they're like hold on a minute wait a second I've heard this before and they're like and probably by the time I hit the chorus they're like oh I know what song it is yeah I th- that's something I enjoy so now I'm able to do that to my own song so that's uh that's an interesting process um so yeah it really is it, it could be anything you know um guitar and 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 it could be on the software. Um, sometimes the inspiration stems from some other song. Like I'm listening to some song and then I'm, I'm like, oh, you know what? That sounds really nice. I would love to have a song. Oh, like yes. That. And then that would, yeah, that's an inspiration. And then next time I'm making a song, something along those lines. And I'm like, I remember that other song. And then I'm like, oh, you know what? Let's try to do something like that. And yeah, it, it really is. It could start anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah, really... I think I think the part you mentioned is like like how I maybe I like this song and then when I hear someone covering it in a different way. And it's really interesting how like it made me fall in love with that song again. So I think I kinda of get like how you got so interested in this part about like making it from a trap and then you want to find a acoustic part of it or songs and I was like mm, yeah also in uni, uh, why are your lyrics so sad? Like I feel like Am I am I missing out in my life? Like, why is your lyrics so deep and sad? <laughs> and I'm like, kid here. <laughs> so where do you get like your inspiration? Actually, uh, you are the first person I remember. I showed one of my friends, uh, and he's like, "Bro, it sounds great, but um, it's just so <laughs> sad, man." <laughs> so, I've I've had to answer this before. Um, well, I didn't really set out to make sad music. Um. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it just kind of happened. Um, but you you got to believe me when I say 
there were so many drop <laughs> lyrics and other demo songs like i think almost the size of the whole ep like like there was there were i think it was seven or eight songs that was crap just cuz i thought the lyrics were really cringe uh, and i was sure some of my friends they were like Oh, probably don't want to sing that. <laughs> I'm so grateful I have some people to show, and uh, Fumbing was one of such people. I sent some of my tracks, and um, you know, uh, yeah, I'm thankful uh, they were very honest. Um, so yeah, as far as my inspiration goes, uh, a lot of it does stem from my life. It could be some of my relationship with people or. uh stories that i know of from people i know of usually some friends or family members so i just oh. kind of but, but i tend to write that in first person so even if the song is inspired by maybe a friend i kind of put myself in their shoes and then rather just cuz at this point in time i i feel like writing in first person is easier Yeah, it'll be weird. He something something. Mm. She is also a bit weird. Yeah, <laughs> if you sing it like a top person. There are songs like that, I think, but it's a little more yeah, trickier to follow. Yeah, it's mm. trickier. At least mm. for me, it's, it's easier when you just go I and you, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's so true. it's maybe just I just need a little more practice. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, so <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I, I I try to keep it, but but I do. uh do my best keep the lyrics a little vague so that nothing is too uh mm. you know explicit in a sense like the meaning of what I'm talking about so that the people who inspired the lyrics are you know not affected they probably don't even know it's about them or yeah. <laughs> what I heard earlier you said you have a lot of drafts right so like from what I can tell like the lyric writing process is like it's a very rough and sketchy process correct So when you go from like lyric writing to like producing an album, that's a huge step because an album is like a physical embodiment of like your dedication, your efforts, and your passion for music. So what like motivated you to finally like you know get up? You know, what made you take the first jump into making a whole album? Oh, this is a good question, and there's a story behind that too. Um, well, well, yeah, but you're right that um, writing lyrics is really at. Uh, It's one of the beginning stages, and it it's quite time consuming, at least for mm. me, because I wouldn't say I'm naturally a a writer. Uh, I need to put in some effort. Uh, maybe just just because I'm starting, I'm I'm really I'm starting out uh, writing the whole song. Uh, when I did start producing when I was younger, also there was a lot of instrumental and EDM, but uh, not a lot of lyrics. Even if I did have lyrics, it was just a few lines. So right now I'm writing. full length songs and i'm kind of new to it so it takes a long time for me and many drafts and i rewrite them uh so how i went about deciding to make a whole ep is that uh i think last time my old laptop something happened to it and i had to buy a new laptop and i was transferring some files and i happened to uh stumble upon uh, this track i made um It was actually EDM track. I mean, I think I was fifteen, maybe sixteen. Uh, I lost a lot of tracks when I that I made when I was younger, when I changed laptops or something. Uh, and mm. especially when I enlisted for national service, I kind of stopped uh, producing, and a lot of music wasn't happening. So when I listened to the track, it took me way back to you know my teenage years, mm. and and this track I kept. Because I only had an MP3 file, I didn't have the project file. Only had the MP3 file, uh, and I kept it because I thought it was one of my best work from when I was younger. And and it had this drop. Uh, it had the beat drop, and it had a nice melody, which is why I kept it. And I heard that track, and I'm like, wow, you know, I never got to complete yeah. this track, and you know, maybe I should. This was around exam period last time when I was a little busy. So the day I finished my last exam. in sem 2 last year I was like let me listen to that track again and i took my guitar and i just played the chords along with it and then i switched it off and i was just playing the chords and i thought maybe let me try doing it in another way and i was just humming the beat drop uh to the acoustic chords uh, on the guitar 
And that humming part is actually on the first track. Uh, it's called Wait. Yes. On Finite. It's after the first chorus that I sing. Before my friend Ilan starts her verse, there's a part where I hum. Mm. Uh, it's just, yeah, just some humming. And that, that portion is actually the beat drop in a EDM track that I made when I was younger. Wow. So that is a whole inspiration. That's the first thing that was ever done for the whole EP. That's the first demo track I made. And it's the first track on the EP as well. It went through because I thought it was good. That was the starting point. And my friend liked it as well. That's why she wanted to write her own lyrics for it. And she prefers singing in Mandarin. And so she wrote the lyrics in Mandarin. So yeah, that's uh, that was the story for that. And then from there, you know, then I wrote another song. and. Like I said earlier, you know, one thing led to another. It wasn't even going to be a big deal. I was just going to put it on SoundCloud or maybe YouTube or something and just share it with friends. And, but because I had more than two or three people involved, then I thought, you know, I'll put it on more streaming platforms so it's easier to share because, you know, nowadays people find it easier to share through Spotify, Tidal, or Apple Music. So, yeah, that's that's really so. Maybe you, you can go back and listen to the first track. It's called Wait. And after my chorus, there's a humming part, which doesn't repeat after the second chorus. After the second chorus, it's just the outro. Yeah. So that's just me paying homage to, you know, how I began, wow. uh, you know, producing music. Yeah. Well, that's really beautiful. <laughs> yeah, that's really nice. It's like, a, it's like a trance, right? That made you finally want to start making an album. Yeah, you came across yeah. the song that you made. That's yeah. really nice. Wow. That track could have gotten lost and none of this would exist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe like deep down, like your younger self knew that you might have wanted to pick it back up in the future. Yeah, that's great. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe. I didn't think of it that way. Yeah, yeah. The... <laughs> yeah, it's made its way back to you. I think that's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's so lovely. Yeah, so actually, you mentioned, uh, I was going to ask you about that song, Tung Tung Wait, by you and Elin. So yeah, actually, that's actually one of my favorite from your EP because it's in like two languages. And also, oh, that was actually the first song that you wrote in the EP and everything just fell into place after that, is it? Yep. Oh, okay, okay. So um, I, I just wanted to ask, like, so how did you come up with like the whole idea of having songs in, you know, two languages? And... Um, I understand that your EP and uh, the music that you produced in the EP were together with a few other people. So could, could we know a little bit like about how uh, you met these people? How did they, how do you come together to actually create music? Was it from like a CCA or in other interest groups in your RC? All right. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a great question. Uh, and I'd love to talk about them. I mean, my, I'm lucky to have so many talented friends uh, all of them are from the ASI I stay in, I stay in Tembusu College. And, um, and they're all my friends. And we, so for the singers, you know, we, we, we play together, uh, practice music together, we perform for events together over here in Tembusu. And uh, when I decided to make an EP, you know, I, I naturally just approached them, I told them about it, you know, I'm thinking of doing this in the summer and if you're, let me know if you're interested. And initially, I made four demo tracks. First track on that was Wait. It was actually the only one where it was the first demo track made for uh, the EP. And it's also the first track. Like After that, there were a couple of demos that didn't even make it to the EP. And then some of the other tracks came in. So after that, it really isn't following any sort of order. It was really just, I picked the best ones that I had. Um, but Wait was uh, really the first one. Um, so I made four uh, demo tracks initially, three of which made it to the EP. So Wait and um, Fool For You was also one of the initial demo tracks. It was the third one. And uh, Fall Love, which is with my friend Shreya. Uh, so those three actually made it to the EP. Many songs that followed didn't make the cut. Um, so Ilan and I, you know, we, 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 we would practice uh, singing together and uh, she usually sings in uh, Mandarin. She's a big fan of Mandopop and for Wait, she wanted to write the lyrics uh, for it. But for uh, Fool For You, uh, she was rather busy as well. She was, um, uh, I believe, uh, director of 
science bash, I think, and, and a couple of other things. And she, she was really, really busy during the summer. So for, the, for that one, um, essentially, there was a, there's another version of the song on my laptop somewhere where the whole song is just me. So the second verse is uh, I'm singing it. So I kind of uh, gave her the second verse and we kind of shifted some of the lyrics around to make it suit her more. And she sang on it. So that one she is featuring, but wait, she co-wrote it with me. Uh, similarly for Shreya, you know, I sent it, sent the demo tracks to her and she liked that track and, uh, and yeah, she, uh, you know, we, 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 we uh, got together and uh, thought about the song, what we wanted to sing. And you know, she took the second verse for that as well. Uh, a lot of these songs, I kind of uh, composed them using a loop pedal. So no I, I play uh, some, um, guitar leads or melodies into a loop pedal and I, and I keep listening to them I add some chords and then I can sing over them I add harmonies and that's actually how I build it first I don't directly go to the software sometimes especially if it's an acoustic song and I usually send them like a voice recording of that oh. uh, so it's really just me jamming so it's it's, it's very you know bare bones yeah um, yeah and uh, after that Oh, there's a fun story with the song Sidelines. That is actually the only song that did not start on a guitar. Oh. So my friend Ivy, um, I actually met her during the vacation because she was staying in Tembusu during the summer as well. Mm. And we actually didn't even meet in Tembusu. We met at um, one of the food courts in Utown and and we, we were walking back and you know we were just talking about uh, what we were doing during the summer and our internships and whatnot and the topic of my EP came up and and turns out you know she actually is really good at piano and she told me she had some ideas that she could never really develop and mm -hmm. I asked her to, you know just send me send me something you know let me let me have a listen and by then I thought I would only put out like five or six songs and I heard some of her composition and I thought it was great. And I picked one or two that I liked. And there's a piano here in Tembusu. So we just went there and uh, asked her to play it for me live. Wow. And I really just wrote some lines down that would, would fit to that melody. So Sidelines kind of features her piano melody. Uh -huh. And I kind of just wrote lyrics over it. Along with her, you know, we discussed uh, the lyrics together. And I try my best to sing in a way where the melody that she's playing on the piano is, is actually, will actually shine through. Mm. So I didn't want to overpower that. Uh, so if, if, you, if you listen to the track again, you'll notice that when I'm singing, the piano is like playing uh, the chords, maybe on the left hand. And when she's playing like the melody on the right hand, I kind of stop singing. So it shines through. So nice. So that's, that's. Well, it's not really a hard and fast rule, but that was kind of the concept. And then we went about it. And and that's why I wanted to keep it only vocals and piano mm -hmm. because I just wanted to shine through. And I always wanted to make uh, something of a ballad kind of a song. Uh, so yeah, because because I wanted to explore that genre. So that's uh, kind of the, uh, the people I worked with. And apart from uh, musical um, features, I had my friend uh, Tite. Uh, who uh, did the artwork for the cover because uh, I am really not very savvy with visual arts. <laughs> uh, so I had to, uh, and he's very, very talented. Uh, yeah, he did with, a good job. Yeah, actually, that's a picture of me when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And the, the real picture is, is, is like me when I was younger in a school uniform or something. And I really just sent him that picture and I asked him, Bro, could you like uh, make me wear like a black t-shirt? Because I really I wear a black t-shirt quite often. It's like my go-to um, outfit. <laughs> so and he's like, I got you. And I think he was in a lesson. He's like, let me just you know get home. And yeah, he took like I don't know, fifteen minutes or something. And then we had a couple art. Wow. <laughs> very very <laughs> extremely talented. All my friends, I'm lucky to have very very talented friends. All of them, you know. I mean, finite would would not be the same without all of them involved. Mm. Chitya also made the cover for the new single. Yeah. Oh. 
So I actually I was going to ask you about the cover. Like how how do you choose like um a child? I mean like uh, a picture of you when you were like um much younger to be like the cover of Finite. Though is there any like significance to um the cover of Finite? Um. Okay, as with a lot of my songs and the lyrics, um, I like to uh, keep a large portion of it open to interpretation. So, uh, okay, I will explain okay. uh, a little. Uh, my thought process was that I feel like, you know, because it's my first one, first EP, and, you know, I'm not, I'm just a small independent artist. Uh, so, I, I didn't want to put, you know, a, a random picture or some art, um, artwork for the first one. I wanted to have a, give it a personal touch. That being said, uh, I wasn't very comfortable putting a picture of, of me, as in the way I look today. I'm just a little camera shy. Uh, so, um, so then, you know, I, I think I came across the Carter by Lil Wayne. Um, if you know that album, uh, a lot of those are, I think there's a Carter one, Carter two. There's a, it's a, it's a series of albums, I believe. If I'm not wrong, and Lil Wayne likes to put pictures of himself when he was younger. And I saw that, and I thought actually that's a great idea. So I kind of, kind of, uh, was very influenced by that. Um, and I thought that was a good compromise between you know not having a picture of me, but also keeping it personal. Yeah. And and by the time Cecilia was done working his magic, I mean it looked great. So. Uh, <laughs> So like, why not? Um, and for the new one though, um, for me, uh, when I listen to our songs, I kind of associate them with some colors. Mm. Like each kind of song is a certain kind kind of color for me, or like usually it's a combination of colors. Um, so for example, No Wrong is is like a red, bright red, uh, and and. Uh, weight is B and W black and white oh. and line aside the new song is uh, like uh, it's like a retro kind of uh, purple neon black uh, which is why the cover art is neon purple and black wow and uh, I think we need sorry? to yeah sorry because uh, I think we haven't really mentioned about your new song so I think maybe we could give our listeners a little bit of uh context because we have always been talking about his EP Finite so actually Sid also just released uh, another single uh Line of Sight right the title yeah so he released another single Line of Sight just actually a few days back I do not know how he manages his time so well during school <laughs> to be able to produce a single but yeah so that was the single that he was talking about like yeah so maybe you could tell us a little bit more about like what the single is about and uh you were mentioning also about the cover picture yeah yeah the single is called line of sight and um it, it really is like your everyday um kind of having a crush or love song kind of genre or topic um but for me, it was it was about the beat. I started off with the drum beat. Uh, it's really something that I did not try in the EP. So I wanted a new sound. And I tried a lot of new, uh, I put in a lot of guitar. There's a lot of guitar, even though it's quite drum heavy. And towards the end of it, I shift the genre from a pop acoustic feel to a R&B style. Um, yeah, so, yeah, and the cover art is, uh, yeah, so it's black and purple because that's just the color that I feel the song is. Um, and, and then again, you know, this this ties into the fact that I want to convey a certain emotion, a certain feel, and the colors in the cover art help me do that. And the flowers, because I, I quite like flowers uh, personally. <laughs> And I think they're great and there's so many different kinds of flowers and each of them represents something uh, to me personally and to everybody else. And yeah, um, for me, I have fond memories of when I was younger, I uh, spent a lot of time in, the, in a garden because my grandmom is very fond of gardening and she'd tell me about flowers and 
I'd go back to my grandmom's place back in India when I was younger, and I just have a lot of fond memories watering plants and 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 watching the flowers bloom. And I I think it stems from that. I wasn't really thinking of that when I thought of the cover art, but in hindsight, that's probably why um, I like it so much. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it. Yeah, I was just trying some new sounds uh, with Line of Sight. Actually, I have a question. Yeah, going back to your album earlier when you talked about Finite, right? The first thing we look at when we uh, go to an artist's page and look at their songs is the cover of their album, right? So earlier we talked about the picture, but can I also talk about the title? What does that mean? From what I know, Finite means like a limited range, right? So what, what does that mean? For me, I think it can mean a lot of things. Uh, but for me personally, um, lately in my life, uh, I've come to realize that, you know, nothing is really unlimited. Mm. Um, everything is, you know, everything can be depleted. Mm. And for me personally, uh, thinking of life in that sense helps me appreciate things more. Mm. So it could be anything, you know, it, it could be a physical resource uh, or it could be opportunities. Uh, it could be the time that you get to spend with friends or family mm. and just constantly reminding myself that this is something that is not unlimited mm. and finite helps me appreciate it more. Well, and and then, you know, there's so many ways you can attribute it to music and, and uh, relationships or, or yeah. Uh, and, and that's also why I like to keep it a little open-ended uh, so that everybody can have their own uh, meaning associated with it. But that's kind of the premise that I envisioned. Yeah, it, it really isn't so much related to the songs in the EP. It really was just a message to myself because this will now always be my first EP. Mm. Uh, the, the second one and the third one, and I hope I can make more, but Finite will always be the first. And I, I wanted to give it a name that meant something to me. So yeah. Finite is like a personal meaning to you, you said. So it's not like an overarching theme over all your songs, right? So what exactly is like the main theme? in common with like all of the songs is there oh uh I, I wouldn't really say there's one there is a, a common theme um almost all the songs talk about different different things mm. um and they refer to different points in my life and um yeah so i don't think there is a there's a common theme, which was also I had a difficult time uh, defining the genre for the EP when I was uh, going to publish it. Yeah. Because some songs are, you know, acoustic singer-songwriter, some of them are pop, some of them are experimental. And so I had a difficult time uh, trying to pin it to one. Uh, yeah, so I don't think uh, there is a common theme. Yeah, all the songs are different and they're different genre, talking about different things. Uh, yeah. Mm. And, I, and that I did that on purpose. I did not want to have the same genre or talk about the same things. Uh, I, there were very few things that I, uh, that I was strict about with uh, the EP. Uh, most things I, I, I left it open-ended and I was quite... Uh, lean in with myself with regards to what I was creating but mm. one of the things that I wanted to make sure was that all the songs were different and because I listened to a lot of different songs and I felt like if I stuck to a certain genre it wouldn't really uh, do justice to mm. you know uh, the kind of music that I make. Mm, that's nice, that's nice. I also wanted to ask, um, earlier you, you did mention things about a demo track. Maybe for all our listeners that are kind of unsure about that term, would you like to explain what a demo track actually means to um, the music uh, aspect? <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I... No, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> assume it's, that. <laughs> it's perfectly fine. <laughs> well, it, uh, 
for me at least i'm not too sure of other artists for me most of the time the demo track is just me mumbling some melody that i had it could be like na 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 something like that yeah and it it really is me record and most of the time it's on my phone and it's so that i can go back and listen to all these recordings that i have and and hopefully there is something catchy in there which i will then develop further and then that is something that will end up becoming a song so generally nowadays i think every four random demo ideas mm. one of them might be catchy and i will develop it a little more and then even after that sometimes halfway through developing it i'm like oh, this isn't as good as i thought it would be <laughs> and then i would probably drop it yeah so there's behind one song there's probably seven or eight demo tracks that didn't make it oh. um sometimes the demos are slightly more developed if i start with the software Mm. So I already have like a beat and a chord progression that I want to work with, mm. and then the demo is a little—it's already a little built. Uh, yeah, so it, there's a huge range. It could just be me mumbling into my phone, <laughs> you know, voice notes, yeah. or, or it could also be a slightly more uh, developed version. Mm. Mm. Uh, but at the end of the day, it is just an idea that may or may may not. Uh, become a song. Oh, that's nice. You also mentioned earlier that you had like multiple demo tracks out, but then only a few made the cut into the EP. How do you actually decide which songs made it to the EP? For for Finite, I So actually when I develop some of the demos, I'm really invested in it. Mm. So every, every single time I maybe try I'm like, yo, this is it. <laughs> uh, so it's great. But the thing is, at least for me, I realize that that's a little uh, misleading for me. So what I do is I give it a little buffer time. Mm. So I make a demo, I develop it, I send it to a couple friends, and I wait for a while. Yeah. So I wait for maybe a week or so, and then I get back to what my friends think about it, and I listen to it myself. And sometimes I just go, "Wow, that one is really bad. <laughs> it is. Thank God I did not release that." <laughs> It could be, you know, most of the time it's because the lyrics are cringe. Ah, okay. <laughs> I'm not, you know, a very gifted uh, songwriter naturally. I really got to try and 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 go through a lot of iterations. Mm. I would say the melodies come more naturally to me. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. So, so, so if after that buffer period I listen to it and I still think that, okay, might be onto something here, mm. then I... Try and finish it. Oh. So it is those songs that go through that test of time, essentially, mm. that end up making it. Mm. And and then after that, a more a final uh, test is to see if it conveys the sort of emotion that I set out to convey. Mm. That actually, like changing a piano to a different kind of sound, maybe instead of using a piano, I play the chords with the guitar. Mm. That could be that that could be the the missing piece to the puzzle mm. or it could also a lot of times it's like removing a certain sound from the track to just i call it cleaning it up oh okay uh, so that the main ideas like the main melodies the main sounds from the piano or the guitar or any other instrument i'm using uh is not lost in all the other excessive sounds so, oh. so a lot of times when i produce i put in a lot of you know different sounds because i have all these ideas mm. and towards the end of every track i actually find myself removing things Ooh. because sometimes less is more yes yeah. so so i think that's the that's towards the end and then those songs that really you know uh, tend to become more refined uh, with time those are the songs that make the cut oh that's really nice yeah that's very nice how you went into like how you like do the final like the producing of the track so I am actually curious because I do dabble in a little bit of production on my own. Something that I'm most curious about when it comes to music production is because I listen to a lot of pop music and then music with like lyrics or lyrical pieces. Then I'm always wondering like how do how does the production process work for lyrical pieces? I I know you mentioned like some of them is like quite random things. Or you get inspiration from here and there. But then how do you like produce the track to the music? Is it 
you produce the track first and then you hum to it and then you find lyrics to that? Or do you produce the track based on the vibes of the lyrics, the meanings of the lyrics? I think this is a great question. Um, I think I tend to go back and forth uh, between producing the instrumental portion of the song and the lyrics. Mm. Uh, it could start from either. Oh, okay. So uh, sometimes I have, uh, I think for the latest song, Line Aside, I had the chorus first oh. and the lyrics came quite quickly for the chorus. But then I sat on the chorus for a month and I didn't have anything for a month. I didn't have verses. I didn't have, I didn't have anything. Oh so I just had this chorus and, and then I had the drum beat that I made a while ago and I thought that both of them fit quite well. So now I had this drum beat and I have this chorus. That's <laughs> pretty much all I had for a month. Then I'm like, I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. Uh, so I really just sat on it and then I tried putting some guitar onto the drum beat and it sounded interesting yeah so that so then i shifted to the production side right and then after a week or so i had uh this kind of a melodic rap kind of idea so that's the second verse of the song ah. so suddenly now i shifted back to songwriting again yeah and then i kind of catered you know the rest of the beats and the way i play the guitar to also suit like a melodic rap feel so that it, it it fits in with the chorus. Mm. So I tend to go back and forth. I think this style is developed because I have uh, continuous access to my production software and my guitar and and myself, I guess. Mm. Because if you are just a singer, um, you wouldn't you would have to you know wait till you meet your producer to think about the production side. Yeah. And if you're if you are solely a producer, you would have to kind of wait till you get to collaborate with the singer mm. to see what their side of you know uh, the concept or the idea is mm. but for me because I'm able to do both um, and even the mixing and the mastering side of it mm. uh, so I'm able to think ahead and then I'm able to think back to the fundamentals of the song itself and then really just jump back and forth just because I have the privilege of you know, accessing any of these portions of a song at any given time Oh, that's really nice. Then, um, you, even you mentioned the mixing and mastering. That was one of my next questions. Like, how, how do you teach, like, learn the whole thing? Because I know it's a huge world of, like, music production. I started on my own and, wow, watching, like, YouTube videos was just not my thing. So I kind of gave up for a while, then later picked it back up because I had help from uh, one of my other CCAs. So then um, like I picked it back up from there and even learning from there, I realized that it's a whole world of unknowns that you just have to explore yourself, like explore your way through it all. So like, how do you learn about all this stuff on your own, if I'm not wrong, right? Yes, that's correct. Uh, firstly, I would just like to second that it is such a huge field. It is yeah, um, yeah absolutely mind-blowing. I am very much at the at the shore of the ocean of you know information that mixing and just mixing and mastering is yeah you know, i'm really you know at the beginning very very beginning um mm. i would do some you know some basic uh basic mixing and most of what i did when i was younger is just creating melodies so it's on a piano roll uh, ah. and that's all I did. It was really in this summer vacation that when I decided to like um, release these songs um, into you know streaming platforms, mm. then I realized you know they need to be mixed and mastered to a certain standard. Mm. So then I, I was like, you know, I better go figure it out. Um, <laughs> and I really did, really did just watch YouTube videos. If I'm not wrong, I was looking at. I think this producer, um, pr he produced for Billy Eilish. Oh, uh, I forgot his name. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Sorry, it's okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, and, and many other videos. You know, I, I saw multiple videos and uh, just just for mixing and mastering. And, you know, mm. it, it was really big. It really felt like I'm watching one of our lecture videos on luminous. <laughs> <laughs> I I really just go setting. <laughs> two times speed because the videos yeah, are like yeah, one yeah. hour long one hour two hour long videos on just mixing and mastering and it has nothing to do with yeah. composition or or creating a song it, it's just 
there mm-hmm. exists and it's how do you mix them and master them so that yeah. you get the best out of uh, streaming platforms and 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 mm. and I still you know uh, when I hear my tracks on finite and even line aside there are some things that I probably could have done better uh, and, and, and it's a never-ending process but at that's the, very at true point, you know you gotta draw a line and say all right this this is good enough and then yeah, yeah otherwise I feel like I will never end up you know, releasing anything, so... I totally relate. I totally relate. There's no such thing as I'm done with this track because you feel like there's so much more you can do. But I thought... Okay, from a listener's perspective, I know it's different from the producer's, the writer's perspective, but from a listener's perspective, I thought it was perfect. The album was perfect. I wore like my studio headphones in and listened to the whole thing. The panning and everything, goodness, it blew me away. I was like, wow, (laughs) it was so good. So from a listener's perspective, I must like, I want to congratulate you because I think you did literally the best. So don't worry about what you didn't do. So it's, it's, it's really, really good. <laughs> and I think it's really cool because um, you mentioned that you will hum out the melodies as and when you like the melodies come up to you. And I find the hardest part of creating music, like producing a track is writing melodies. So I have a few voice recordings too, but they're like, none of them really like um, made sense to be put out into a track or anything. But it's really cool how you come up with melodies Usually, you did mention you get melodies in your head, but what about the lyrics? Do you write lyrics to fit that melody or usually do lyrics sort of come with the melody to you? I think this is, uh, this is, gonna, this is very important to me because uh, I actually get the melody first. I think that's something quite consistent for me. Mm. Most of the time, the melody is first. I, yeah, it's probably all the time, actually. Yes, and then I write the lyrics to fit the melody. And um, mm. I, I, li- I listen back to the melody that I record uh, for the demos. And then I kind of think of, you know, what, what kind of a feeling, you know, some of them, you know, sound sad, some of them sound happy. Some mm. of them, you know, remind me of something in my life. And then that's where the lyrics come from. So it's, it's usually melody first. I ah. think about what kind of feeling. And the feeling might change depending on, depending on what kind of drums I give it, what kind of, uh, you know, instruments I choose, etc., and mm. then the lyrics come in. Um, but I think another thing you pointed out. So for you, you know, the melody is slightly trickier, and I feel the same way about writing lyrics. Uh, it takes a little effort. I feel the melodies come more naturally mm. to me, and that is actually one of the main reasons why I love working with my friends, and I just love working with other people. Uh, because yeah. everybody is good at something. And if we all do the thing that we're good at, the song is just going to be elevated to a whole new level. So like I said, if I did the artwork, it's going to be yeah. nowhere near my friends doing the helping out, helping me out with the artwork today. <laughs> so similarly, you know, with the songs, uh, you know, of course, you know, Shreya and Dylan, you know, they, they made the track so much better because their vocals are so good and, Frankly, it was such a relief for me when I was producing to hear someone else's voice because I really, really get tired of my own voice. It's like I listen to my own voice through the headphones and then I put the headphones down, I go on, I talk to somebody and I hear my voice again. He's like, oh, God, can can this guy stop talking? Oh, my God. So such a breath of of fresh air and I have someone else in the track. So I absolutely love working with new people and uh, and it, so uh, you know that it's, it's it's something fresh for me. But apart from that, you know they bring their ideas and their experiences. So everything from the story, the lyrics, the sound, the voice, everything is new, and it just adds so much yeah. to the song. I think literally that is the best thing that's come out of uh, my EP for me personally is that now I am able to work with more people, and I just absolutely love that I. I'm so thankful and and I cherish every moment that I spend with my friends making music and it is really the best. It's the best feeling. Uh, so yeah, so so for you, you know, if, if lyrics come on actually to you, if you work with somebody, uh, you know, for who has, you know, if, who's more uh, melodic in nature, <laughs> I would say. I'm not sure if that's right, if that's the right vocabulary. Yeah. Uh, but you get what I mean. And, and then together you might be able to make something that 
both of you might not have been mm. able to come up with on your own or maybe at least expedite the process you know be faster every time i work with my friends you know it's really quick we we just wrote a song to, like a, a friend of mine and i we wrote a song uh on tuesday just just keep just we wow. met for dinner and then we wrote a song afterwards like that i would have probably do it taken a week to do that yeah but together yeah. we were able to do it so much quicker and you and i think this also um uh, uh, it, it's true for a lot of the established artists mm. as well like, you know if you go into the credits there are so yeah. many people involved just in one song you know there's probably two to three songwriters couple of producers couple of, even in the production and the mm. beat makers are couple of people then there are people who work on the melody and the synths then there are some other people who work on the mm. on just the mixing and the mastering mm. a whole other team for the marketing it's really a, mm. so many people involved just in one song and yeah and mm. I, i can i can totally see why you know because it really it really enhances the experience of making the song as well as how amazing the song would be in the end as well Yes, that's true. Those are very nice points that you brought up about how important like collaboration is because you get more ideas out, the process is faster, and you learn a lot more about each other as well when you collaborate. You learn from the other person what they're good at and then they will learn from what you're good at. I think it's a very nice exchange of knowledge as well. So, yeah, I think that's about it for the production aspect questions that I have. I I think we'll talk more in the break because I really can go on and on about this part of um the producing part of I think, yeah I'd love to answer any any questions you have because I, mean, I really didn't have a lot of people to uh ask or go around I didn't have a lot of luck um auditioning for any kind of uh CCAs or clubs mm. when I'm younger as well and even now so I really god bless YouTube I guess yes. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, I'm going on and on about the <laughs> production as well of all the songs. And yes, I think it's a good time to take a break here. Thank you so much Sid for answering all our questions and giving so much insight into the entire production aspect, your writing aspect, how the album creation process was like for you. So yes, let's take a break here and when we return, Sid will be debuting for us an acoustic version of hit my favorite song of the EP. So don't go anywhere. Riding on the dizzying high the music escape you are with us Bibi Farming One Hoy Hena and Sid who will be debuting an acoustic version of my favorite song of the EP No Wrong Whoa, 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 
The acoustic version of No Wrong by Sid. You can find the studio version off of his EP, which I will link in the description below. So do remember to check it out. All right, thank you so much, Sid, for being with us today. And would you like to like share your socials with our listeners here before we end off this episode? Yeah, sure thing. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure to be here. You can find me on Instagram. It's uh, Sid underscore Premnat S I D underscore P R E M N A T H. And Sadat on Spotify. Yes, do remember to follow Sid, and I guess that's where you will see what he comes up to next. Yes, and also remember to stream his EP on all major streaming platforms. And again, the link will be down in the description below, and we'll put it up on our Instagram page. So, yes, thank you guys for tuning in to this week's episode of the Music Escape, and we will catch you guys next time. Bye bye.